Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Legally Speaking podcast mini-series, powered by Kissing Car. My name is Harry, Head Ambassador for Kissing Car and host for today's episode. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by our guest feature, future training solicitor, Adam Richards. Adam graduated from the University of Plymouth in 2019, before going on to study his LBC and LLM at the University of Law in Exeter. He currently works as a paralegal and will be commencing his training contract with a national law firm in March 2021. Hi Adam, thank you ever so much for joining us on today's episode. Absolute pleasure, thank you for having me. No worries at all. Now, I wanted to start by asking you about your legal journey so far and your achievements to date. How did you find the application process when you were applying for training contracts? Well, it's a bit of a minefield out there. Um, there's, you know, lots and lots of firms. It's all about research. I think it's one of the key things. Uh, find a firm that fits you. There are so many firms out there, whether it's a high street firm, national, international. You need to find a fit for yourself. So I think, you know, work experience is key as well. Personally, I applied for six training contracts altogether, and they ranged from high street firms here in Plymouth all the way through to Magic Circle firms in London. It was a bit disheartening sometimes when you get an instant no. So, you know, the London Magic Circle firms, I think a lot of them still tend to want Oxford graduates. I know it's getting a little bit easier, a little bit more diverse, but I think it is still quite difficult to get into those firms. You know, I'm very, very happy where I am and I'm very happy with the firm that I've got and looking forward to starting my training next year. Of course, great stuff. What benefits do you think having experience as a paralegal has with regards to securing a training contract? Well, as you know, and I've spoken to you previously, but I didn't have any paralegal experience before I gained my training contract, but I did have quite a lot of work experience. So worked as cabin crew, I've worked overseas, I've worked for you know a huge firm, Thomas Cook, as a travel agent, a lot of customer-facing roles, and also alongside my studies here in Plymouth as usher at Theatre Royal and things like that. Personally, as paralegal right now, and I was a paralegal last year for the firm as well, I think the biggest bonus of that kind of work is that you're in a law firm and you can see how they work. You can talk to people, you can talk to solicitors. You know, the bigger the firm, the more the people there are. But, you know, it's a personal thing. So if you want a small high street firm, then by all means, go for those. And I did get work experience in a small firm as well, just to see the difference. Sometimes it's not for you. Sometimes you'll be like, yes, this is the firm for me. So go for it. (laughs) That's all I would say. Of course. And what one piece of advice would you give to aspiring lawyers currently going through the application cycle? Don't be disheartened. Coronavirus has caused a lot, a lot of issues. I've been made redundant from one position. Luckily, I've got a job back um, with the firm that I'm going to train with, which is amazing. I don't want to sound too cheesy, but I always tell people to be themselves. It's pretty noticeable when people aren't themselves um, in interviewing things like that. And, you know, I've been at assessment days for British Airways, EasyJet, things like that. And it's obvious from the moment you walk in, if someone isn't being themselves. So I think write some notes down, think about how you act, your mannerisms, and just shine through. I think, you know, law firms are looking for people, not just machines. So be yourself, I think is my main point. (laughs) For sure. Great piece of advice. Did you want to tell our audience what inspired you to create your own legal blog website and more about the work you do within this? I mean, I do need to do a hell of a lot more work on it. It's been a bit of a hectic couple of months for me personally with everything going on with COVID. I'm a part owner in a coffee shop here in Plymouth as well with my partner. So I've been doing a lot of business and things like that. My blog, I think my main reason for setting it up was, you know, I saw yours and I saw how much great work you were doing, Harry. And 
I just thought that, you know, you need to get it out there. You know, I come from a relatively poor background. I had a hell of a lot of work experience, but I never once imagined of becoming a solicitor, you know, five, six, seven, well, five years ago, yes, because I was at uni, but 10, 15 years ago, I'd never have imagined it. And one thing for me is that, you know, Mary Poppins quote that I love is that anything can happen if you let it and, you know, it really can. And, you know, my blog, I kind of wanted to showcase people that have come from different backgrounds, you know, the LGBTQ side of things. And, and it can still be difficult for people to get into firms and see people. You just need to get out there, you know, get noticed. I mean, I know that's very difficult at the moment with coronavirus, but attend virtual law fairs, write emails to firms and HR people. They're more than willing to respond, definitely. So yeah, I just wanted to showcase that you can do it if you want to. And if you really want to, you know, law degree is difficult, as you know, as well as the masters and the LPC, it is difficult. You know, you can't lie, but with determination, you can get there. And I'm a, an example of that. Absolutely. I completely agree. Now, I wanted to conclude by asking you something that I like to ask all of our guests. What changes do you think need to be made within the legal profession to make a career in law more accessible to everybody? Very good question. I have been thinking about this one. With the SQE coming in and the super exam, I think that's going to make it a little bit easier for some people to get into law. We still don't know how difficult those exams are going to be. I think there are some floating around of some questions that may be in them and things like that. I mean, it's some big, big changes happening in that side of things in the SRA, as most of you know, I'm sure. But one thing I would probably say is I think law firms also need to push on promoting things like Silex, you know, Chartered Legal Executives and, and things like that, because I was hardly aware of any of it before I started my paralegaling. And that is a way in. And I know some firms also have legal apprentices and they'll train you up without you having to go to university and being paid whilst you do it, um, which I think is amazing. So don't be put off if you don't want to go to university. You can still get there. For sure. I want to say a huge thank you to our guest feature, Adam. It's been a real pleasure having you on and great to hear your insights alongside many of the things that you have learned throughout your legal journey. I wish you all the best for the future and good luck for when you start your training contract in 2021. Thank you, Harry. That's great. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you all very much for tuning in to today's episode, which brings a close to my Aspiring Lawyer mini-series. I hope you've all enjoyed listening and be sure to keep a lookout for all the exciting things we have to come in the future.